What's up, y'all? Welcome to Martell's Movie Madness, the podcast. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, of course. Uh, this week on the show, I got Cagney back, and we're talking about anthologies, specifically horror anthologies, because, well, Jesus Christ, I don't think I've watched, but, like, maybe one non-horror anthology. Um, but before I get into that, this is going to be a shorter intro than normal, because I've only watched three things this week, well, actually two things this week, and one was the pick, uh, three things, but one was the pick of the week, um, but I'm going to go ahead and jump right into the dates to plug, um, of course, these are all still going on as of right now when I recorded, uh, they may get cancelled, but hopefully not, um, I mean, if it's safe to do it, then hopefully not, if, if it is going to be a detriment to public health, then they'd be doing the right thing to cancel these events. Uh, but, May 22nd through 24th, uh, Crimson Screen Film Festival is still happening, south of Broadway Theater in North Charleston. Uh, that's in South Carolina, of course. Uh, you can find more information about that at crimsonscreen.com, uh, I think. Um, tickets are still available as of right now. They've got some cool merch up on their site, so go ahead and go check them out. Uh, June 20th, the 60-second Horror Challenge is going to be at Frothy Beard Brewing Company in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, again, if you've never listened to this podcast before and you're wondering what the hell a 60-second Horror Challenge is, this is a short film festival uh, where they have 60 shorts under a minute long each, and they play them and have like awards and such for them. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are still available, I think, as of right now. Um, go on, check that out. Just type in 60 Second Horror Challenge on Instagram or Facebook, um, and it'll come right up. And, yeah, those are the dates that I got right now. Those are the only two events that I have to promote that are still going on currently as of this moment. Um... So yeah, uh, like I said, I have three things that I watched this weekend. One is the pick of the week, so it's a rewatch. Uh, that pick of the week is going to be Chillerama, sticking with the anthologies theme. Um, I love this movie. I think it's one of my favorite anthologies, no doubt. Um, you know, it's got Adam Green, Joe... Um, if I wasn't like if I wasn't thinking of his name right now I could Joe Lynch that's it uh Joe Lynch um what's the guy um Rifkin uh fuck okay so I'm drawing a blank on that guy's name and the the guy who did the I was a teenage Ray Bears uh segment but it's got four segments with a wraparound movie um which technically the fourth segment is part of the wraparound, but we'll get there. Um, the first segment is called Wadzilla, and it's about a giant sperm cell that has uh, taken over and is attacking the city. And then the second one is about... Um, <clears throat> the second one is called I Was a Teenage Werebear, and is like a parody of those early, those 60s beach movies... And it's all about this guy who gets bitten on the ass by a werebear and turns into a werebear. Uh, it's very gay, uh, and I love it because of it. 
Um, the third one is Diary of Anne Frankenstein, which is Adam Green's uh, segment. And it is just as fucking absurd as anything called Diary of Anne Frankenstein could be. Um, all the actors are speaking German, except for the guy playing Hitler, who is just doing gibberish. And it's hilarious. Um, and then the final one, the final segment is, uh, Defecation, which actually turns into the zombie movie, which is the wraparound movie. Uh, the whole time we're watching this, it's through the eyes of a crowd at a drive-in, which has their, they have their own side story going on. And this is Joe Lynch's part of the movie, the, the whole wraparound. And it's a lot of fun. Um, there's six crazy zombies. There's giant sperm. There's werebears. There's Jewish Frankenstein monsters. I mean, what more could you want from a drive-in movie? Um, so I gave it a 5 out of 5 on the Martell scale for sure. Check out Chillerama if you're interested in old school exploitation movies and new school exploitation movies. Any kind of fun B-movies, just go ahead and check that one out. Um, next up on Shudder, I watched Late Phases, Night of the Lone Wolf. Um, I gave it a 4 out of 5 on the Martell scale. It's a very good movie, very interesting take on the werewolf movie. Um, basically, it's a blind war vet versus werewolves, and, you know, it's a very good, very good movie, and it has, like, a really good core plot and a really good, um, a really good cast of actors, and the transformation scene is wonderful in it. Uh, of course, you can't have a werewolf movie without a transformation scene. <clears throat> but yeah, and that one's on Shudder. You should go check it out. It's a lot of... It's a really good watch. I won't say it's a lot of fun because it's not... When I say that, I feel like people are automatically thinking B-movie, low budget, not good quality, but fun to watch. This one's actually a really good movie. It's, it's definitely still kind of on the lower end of the budget thing, but it's a little higher than most of the movies I like to watch. Um, okay, and then last but not least, on Amazon Prime Video, I watched Dolly Deadly, which is just a fantastic film. Um, I described it on my Instagram as... Um, if David Lynch... Okay, so it's a low-budget David David Lynch if he was queer. And I think that is the perfect way to put it. Uh, Heidi Moore just fucking nails it, knocks it out of the park with this uh, movie. And I can't wait to see the sequel, Kill Dolly Kill. Um, just loved it. Loved everything about it. It's creepy as hell. It's funny. It's weird as shit. I mean... The first couple of seconds, there's some titties. Uh, that automatically had me one over. So, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 on the Martell scale. It did have a few minor little things that could have been better. But, you know, I'm not holding that too hard against them. Because, overall, I felt like it was a great film. Lots of fun to watch. Weird as hell. Which is what I love. So yeah, that's all I got here for the What You Watching segment. 
before I kick into the main part of the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and plug some social media. So go ahead and follow us at Martell's Movie Madness on Instagram and Facebook, at Movie Madness 69 on Twitter. And then you can follow me at Trailer Trash God on Instagram and at Martell the God on Twitter. Um, of course, make sure you go check out our Patreon. Right now, if you get the $3 tier, which is the uh, People of Madness, I think, you get early access, ad fr- early ad-free access to all of our content. Um, and then the $6 tier, which is the next tier up, you get bonus episodes every month. So you get ad-free early access to content and bonus episodes. So go over there and check it out. 3 6 there's the $10 tier, I think, and then the tiers get a little more pricey after that, but... Lots of fun stuff going on over there. Just go ahead and go give us a look. Donate some money if you got it. If not, then just keep on supporting the podcast by listening, showing your friends the show, rate, review, subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. Um, Just generally share the show. Let people know that you're listening and that you enjoy the show and that it might be something they're into. Um, But yeah, that's all I got right now. So we're going to go ahead and kick it into the show. Thanks for listening. Hope y'all enjoy. All right, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with. Hello, Cagney Larkin. Happy to be here. My faithful, uh, f- frequent co-host. I'm gonna. I'm. I had another. I have another co-host that I'm supposed to be using like equally. Like they're supposed to be like a, a on and off thing, but yeah. they've been kind of quarantined, and me and Cagney have uh, been quarantined together basically. Yeah. Uh, because we were together when the quarantine started. Yeah, I actually live inside of one of Ryan's pockets. Yeah. Me my shirt pocket. To, he's yeah. he's my he's the walkit in my pocket. I'm a teeny tiny guy. Um, There's a walk-it in my pocket. So... I love that book, man. That was one of my favorite Dr. Seuss books. This is uh, one of those uh, special episodes where we recorded a couple episodes back-to-back, so there's no what you're watching right now, but there will be on release, because I'm going to record it in post, but me and Cagney have already talked about what we've watched this week, so we can't talk about it right now, so we're just going to jump right in to the subject at hand, anthologies. Anthology movies. Anthology movies and TV. And if you don't know what that is, an anthology film is a feature-length film that is composed of smaller movies directed by different directors, written by different writers, and sometimes those movies just play out as short film after short film after short film, and sometimes they may be connected into a bigger picture. Yeah. That drives the whole movie. Or played out like as a... Like, some of them are like chapters in a book. Mm-hmm. So they have like a... Um, like a title frame yeah. separating them. At the end of the day, it's one movie with several different stories. Yeah. Which yep. is probably the most rewarding thing for an anthology movie. You know, you sit down for uh, a typical film and it's the same set of characters, the same yeah. plot, the same story. With an anthology film, you just get you get a few different stories. You, know? you get a few different paths to take. You never know what's going to happen. 
My mom hates anthology films. Why? Not because uh, like she loves them, like she likes the movies themselves, but she gets so confused because she's so used to watching one story play out as a whole. So when she watches like a bunch of different stories, she kind of gets um like mixed up in her brain. And like, no, no. Is was there any particular? I I feel bad. Like, um, XX. We watched it together. Okay. And um. There's just anytime we will, anytime she watches a a anthology movie, I find her being confused by it, right. um, at least a little bit, and I have to kind of explain to her like, yeah, those were different stories. Like you don't, they you're, don't combine, they don't connect at all. Your mom in the ring right oh, my mom's <laughs> my mom, bless her heart, dude, I love her to death, and like she kind of has an excuse now because she did have some severe head trauma a while back. Yeah. But she was like this before the head trauma, right. so it's like it's okay to kind of poke so, a little fun so at her from time to time. Kind of like short form media. <clears throat> she she good. likes like she can watch a long movie as long as it's a cohesive story. Even Tarantino movies kind of get her a little confused sometimes yeah, with his his like non linear uh, storytelling. Yeah. yeah, Pulp Fiction is basically an anthology yeah. movie. I didn't yeah. I never thought of it that way, but um, yeah. Uh, some people aren't a fan of anthology movies. They just they just don't like the whole uh, mini short them. films process. Yeah. But I think it's a great way to get multiple voices in the same movie. Yeah. It's an exercise. Yeah, thinking, you know? it really it's not, is. It's not something that can be done and done well. You know, we've seen some shitty anthology movies that are out there. Some low budget yeah. ones that aren't yeah. good at all. And then there's some super top tier ones out there. For sure. Uh, I guess started off one of the personal best, uh, in my opinion, at least the VHS series. Yeah. At least the first two. Uh, that first VHS film was successful enough to spawn an entire movie off of yeah. the short films. Yeah. Uh, which I think it does a really good job. Um, VHS is a movie that has short films, but also a center tale that yeah, wrap develops. And it plays off as investigators watching a pile of VHS tapes at a crime scene. Yeah. Which is cool because they give you a plot for it as compared to... You no, no, no. You, you got... Uh, VHS, they're not investigators. They like break into that house to steal the tapes. Yeah, yeah, The investigators, that's like that's Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah, Poughkeepsie tapes, which is not an anthology, not an anthology, movie, but, but disturbing nonetheless. Still good. Um, Check it out. But you mentioned XX, which is completely different. Yeah, work. it has uh, title cards for the movies. They yep, come right up, and then there's just a creepy. Yeah, stop motion. Stories. It's stop, stop motion, motion animation. Apparently, I looked that up. She was like a award winning. Uh, animator as well. Oh, that should good for good yeah. uh, reason because that's some good shit going on. Watch me and Ryan watched XX earlier. It's uh, four short films directed by horror filmmakers that are women. They're all women, and uh, most of the short films would be women driven. I'd say they on women main characters. Yeah, kind of. Uh, what I liked about this movie personally that it was fast. Each yes short film was only twenty minutes. And there was only four of them, so the movie's an hour and twenty minutes long, mm-hmm. which is great. Because some of these anthology movies, man, they they top two hours, two hours fifteen minutes. Oof! And you, you like the where's the attention span cut off? You know, it's it's a chore to to make it through some of the longer mm-hmm. anthology movies the for Aces sure. Of death, definitely. Those oh, are yeah. long. It's twenty six short films. Yeah. Any any way you chop that one up, it's gonna be a little bit long. Cause yeah, you know, unless they're a minute long each, then you're not gonna like have a short movie. No, like, no not at all. But, you know, it's okay. That's the cool thing about an anthology movie because you can take a break. 
Yeah. You can press pause. Yeah, you can yeah. pause between As, yes. segments. Unless it's a movie that's got the wraparound framework where the yeah, is yeah. being invested. But a movie like ABCs of Death where it's mm-hmm. literally A is for this. And then the movie, that, yeah. For that, and then it shows you the short film related to it. You can pause it, turn it off, come back to it later. Bro, what was the one from the first ABCs <laughs> of Death where <clears throat> they kept having to like jerk off to fucked oh, up shit? Oh, yeah, that's... um. They're like in the chair. And they yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, was it P like is M. for... Uh, for him, right? What is it? Is it M is for... Uh, I don't even fucking know, dude. Know. I mean, I think it's been I a while since I watched here. it. Let me look up... Uh, yeah, yeah got, that I one... I had already had it pulled up. No, M was... M is the worst one in ABCs of Death, in my opinion. Uh, cough, cough, T West. Uh, M is for miscarriage. It's just literally... Oh, man. Miscarriage. Um, what a waste of time. The one where the chick like cuts off all her body fat's pretty fucked up, too. Oh, is this one of the later ones? X is for XXL. That's what that one is. Oh, is that one? It's a woman that is so obsessed with her personal image, she's overweight, that she shaves herself down. Yes. Oh, it's fucking hard to watch. It's hard to watch, but it's also cool, man. It had a message to it. It was gnarly. Yeah. The uh, the visuals are great. I'm looking at the list right now. L is for libido. That's it. Yeah. That was it. uh, The synopsis for that is, a man awakens naked and strapped to a chair with another man in the same position. Both are forced to masturbate to a series of increasingly disturbing acts, with the last one to climax getting impaled. I'm pretty sure it's impaled through their asshole. Yeah. At one point, the woman overseeing the acts is accidentally impaled along with the loser. The man who made it through all of the acts suddenly falls unconscious. When he refuses to continue, he awakens in bed with a naked woman over him, only to discover he's part of the next act as the woman kills him with a chainsaw. And there's, like, people watching this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, fucked up super fucked up Uh, if that synopsis didn't at least interest you at all uh, something's wrong with you because that's that's just cool storytelling right there I will I will say if you like um if you like extreme horror there's some definitely there's some extreme horror in there Mm -hmm. there's also some funny horror in there there's uh, also F is for fart yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of mixed it's a mixed bag for ABC's of Death So, but you get to see filmmaking from all walks of life too. You have, yeah. You have short films from Japan, short films from Mexico, short mm-hmm. films from Canada, short films from all over the U.S. It's such a mixed, fun bag yeah. of filmmaking that any horror fan is going to enjoy something in there. Uh, what did you say your favorite was? The L's for libido. No, that's not my favorite. favorite. My favorite's the the XXL. That wasn't my favorite where she slices herself. Yeah. That's funny because mine is from ABC's of Death Two. Yeah, the very final one. Z is for zygote, and uh, I'll let me just pull it up and read you the. It's been a minute since I watched either of these, so. Oh, apparently there's ABCs of Death two point five. I don't know anything. Oh yeah, that one's just got like some bonus stuff in it. I think. Okay. I don't think it's a whole other movie. It's just here is the synopsis for Z is for zygote. Yeah. A pregnant woman is left by herself by her husband, who leaves her midwife root to prevent the baby from being born. She's pregnant and he leaves her with a root to stop the, the birth from happening. Yeah. 13 years later, the woman is still pregnant. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. grown inside of her. I do like that one, yeah. So the woman does not want the child to leave, even though it is slowing her down and is shocked when the root runs out. The child then kills its mother and disembowels her, wearing her skin. The husband returns home and impregnates the woman again and does it all over. It's so cool because you get the visual of yeah a grown person pushing a skeleton out of someone's oh, yeah. body and taking it's over fucking their, brutal. their flesh suit. Oh my god. 
<laughs> it's so cool. It was such an interesting concept. From one extreme to the other. Definitely. definitely. Let's go talk. Let's talk about the movie. Another movie we watched today. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark the Side. The movie. Which was awesome, man. Yeah. It was so good. It had awesome gore effects, awesome kills. It wasn't boring. Definitely falls more on the mainstream side of things, though, than ABC's of Death. Would you not yeah. say? Yeah, I mean... So this one's more... This one could be enjoyable to a casual horror yeah. fan. To a casual horror fan, yeah. for sure, but also appeals to the hardcore horror yeah. fans as well. Yeah, ABC's of Death, not for the casual no. horror fan. No, not no, for no. a casual horror fan at all. But, um... Yeah, dude. Uh, Tell us when the dark side was so cool. For sure. It has, uh, God, the, first of all, the star power in the very first one about the mummy. Yeah, got dude. Young Steve Buscemi, yep. who I Pre- noticed is actually handsome. Yeah. He's a handsome guy. But six years later, Reservoir Dogs, <laughs> he was not looking like that. So something yeah, happened. Yeah, and Christian Slater. <laughs> Christian Slater, young Christian Slater. Fucking Julian, handsome, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Great. And uh, so you've got some serious star power in there. You've got Super. Uh, who played the mummy? Who said it was the Oh, yeah, it was the dad from Boy Meets World. World. Yeah. And then we have the, the kid who's the framework of the film telling the stories. Yeah, Matthew Lawrence. And Matthew Lawrence, who was also in Boy Meets World as well. So, and that's what's cool. I think those are my favorite type of anthology movies that have a central framework that can yeah. be a movie. Uh, one of the best examples, I think, of that is Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat? Yeah. Trick or Treat, because uh, Sam... I was going to say Chillerama, Chillerama, but Trick or Treat's good, Chillerama's too. Chillerama's framework is cool because it's all yeah. presented as films. Yeah, yeah. But I like Trick or Treat because all of the stories connect to each other. Yeah. That's the cool thing. It's me. all going on at the same time. It's all... Because once you finish it, you realize that each little segment you just watched mm-hmm. was all connected yeah like they all have a, a running thread through them and it's all it's all going on at the same time and it's really neat to do an anthology movie like that to where you can tell that everybody collaborated on to make one big yeah. efficient film compared to it's well, death where everybody all the way around the world just I, stuff trick or treat is uh all the same director and writer yeah so oh really uh, yeah I there was uh each I don't know. I don't think every. I don't think every segment's different people on that one. I think that's the same for everything. No, damn. Because there's a couple that are like that. But it feels like a an anthology movie, man. It is. It, it totally is an anthology each movie. Story's different. Yeah, like it is an anthology, yeah. but it's just it's it's made that way by the same guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a that's a master class of filmmaker. They did a great job with that. For sure, a Halloween same essential time. every year. Yeah, yeah. every Always. year. Uh, speaking of. Halloween. Have you seen Tales of Halloween? It's an anthology movie. I haven't. I saw really? Tales of uh, Christmas. It's um, a Christmas horror story. Yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah, horror story. Like yeah, yeah. Santa yeah, Claus Santa Claus. Again, yeah, really cool. super cool. That's a really cool payoff. Yeah, that's a good yeah. anthology. So uh, yeah, two that are good: Tales of Halloween and Holidays. And Holidays, Holidays is sick. Yeah, yeah. Holidays is really good. Tales of Halloween. I got it's got, I'll let you borrow it. It's got a Kevin Smith segment. Yeah, Kevin Smith and a yeah. Seth Green segment, man. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Seth Green segment is my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. The virtual reality yeah, yeah. shit, yeah. Um, actually, no, the Easter one's my favorite. Yeah, they're all good. Those are with all the, the crazy zombie Easter Bunny Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Sorry. Spoiler alert! But yeah. yeah, if that doesn't get you to watch that one, then fuck. Right, right. Just... I mean, the names the names attached to that movie alone too. You don't know. Fuck all. If so you I don't. <laughs> We can't talk about anthologies, especially horror anthologies, without talking about the granddaddy of them all, which I would say would be Creepshow. Creepshow? For real? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, the year came out, isn't it like 81? I don't know, something like that. 
but I mean, it's George A. Romero, and uh, Stephen King's attached to it too, and um, um, well, like a who's who of horror at the time huh. are attached to it. Here's what I just saw when I was looking up uh, Creepshow Two. Uh, Cat from Hell was supposed to be in Creepshow Two. Cat from Hell. Oh was wow! From, from Tales from the Dark, Dark Side of the Movie. Yeah, was the middle segment. Of that yeah, that's crazy. Was originally supposed to be in Creepshow Two, but got scrapped due to budgetary reasons. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good segment in that movie, too, though. It's got yeah. the guy from New York Dolls playing this hitman. Oh, yeah. So the... Creepshow is 1982, man. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go out and just say that there's not that many horror anthology movies around that time. I don't know. So I don't know. So I don't have the I don't have like a cohesive The list. knowledge, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Creepshow landed a big hand. For sure. That sparring off a lot of the mm-hmm. anthology films that we see today and all the stories in them are really good man yeah you got um what is it the crate from the they, creep uh, show one yeah and the first one with the the gorilla in it the gorilla oh okay yeah, yeah i know yeah. what you're talking about yeah, yeah. that was towards the end yeah it's been it's been a while since i watched those anyways I did start watching the creep show television show yeah on shutter which is really yeah. cool we got to see super good tobin bell from yep. Saw and not playing Jigsaw no, for a change. Carlo Esposito played Gus from Breaking Bad in the yeah. so that was really cool. Uh, but I haven't watched too many of the episodes yet. From but what I've seen, so you know far, what blew, you know what blew my mind about him, uh, the guy who played Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah. He was bugging out and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy yeah. that's, like, doing all that yelling Yeah, stuff yeah, he's the, the, the guy trying to protest Sal's Pizzeria. pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they pronounce Pizzeria and that. Yeah. Pizzeria. Like the Pizzeria. Yeah. It's so weird, man. That's like the one thing called me in that movie. Um, good, I love that movie. Yeah, Creepshow, I think 2, has the the oil slick, the, the gloop. The first one's like the Indian, and then the second one's the raft. Yeah, the raft. That's the, the one I'm thinking about yeah, in yeah, the lake. Yeah, that yeah. Really good. That one's one of my favorite segments of all time from any anthology. And that's the cool thing about anthology movies, too, is that you have more incentive to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you think about uh, a typical genre film, you have your characters in your head and the story that you know, and you know the plot points, you know the twists yeah. and turns. But when you've watched a, a two-hour anthology movie, by the end of it, you're hard-pressed to even kind of remember some of the details from yeah. the first few stories. So mm-hmm. a year later, you can watch it again and it'd still be more fresh than a movie that you've already watched. Which is yeah, that's true. Time. That is true. So you get the rewatchability on <clears> it, and then you get to mix stuff up in your head. Uh, yeah. Recently, I just watched Body Bags. Oh yeah, John Carpenter's yeah. Body Bags. John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, I think two of them were John Carpenter, and then the middle one was uh, Toby Hooper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first and third one were John Carpenter. Okay. And uh, Mark Hamill is in it. Is yeah, in the, the, like, the dad from yeah. Lizzie McGuire's in there. Yeah, yeah, Robert Carradine. Yeah, you get a Robert Carradine guy, and uh, yeah, there's so many people in that one. Sam Raimi. As a guest in yep, there as well. Yep. So that's a good one. Uh, I think it was, you said it was made for TV, though. Um, I don't. I don't think I said that. Well, we talked about it the other day. Did we? Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah. I think you. I don't think I said that. Look it up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you look it up because I got my, my phone's on airplane mode and I can't close. Uh, I can't minimize the recording software while it's recording. Made for television. Oh, sick! I didn't know that. Yeah. you... Uh, did I tell you that? Yeah, you told me that, right? Shit, man, I don't. I forget everything. You yeah, know what I mean? Guru, man. 
I'm the man, but I'm also very forgetful <laughs> of what well, I say. Have a, so this one has a patchwork story as well. It's a crazy guy in a morgue. Yeah, in the morgue. Play, and, the crazy guy is actually John Carpenter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And each body bag in the morgue tells a short story, which I thought that was a really cool way to approach that as well. Like yeah. Each body bag tells a story. And the dude is drinking formaldehyde the whole time <laughs> he's in there, which is crazy, man. Crazy. And he kind of reminds you of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Tales from the Crypt, which and another anthology. Yep, RC anthology TV show. Per se, yeah, yep. anthology TV show scared the shit out of me when I was younger. That intro, man, him cackling mm-hmm. like that, coming out of the, popping out of the end, and <laughs> Tales from the Crypt never scared me. The show, yeah, I was the damn Crypt Keeper. <laughs> oh yeah. What's your favorite episode of Tales from the Crypt? I couldn't tell you, man. Couldn't tell. Um, I remember one vividly about the comic book. Um, Oh, yeah, okay. Right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That uh, panel, it was like coming to life. Yeah. And, like fucking with him or something. I remember that one before I was younger. But I haven't watched those as an adult. Dude, man. I just, uh, like, a couple of years ago, rewatched the entire series. Yeah. There's so many fucking episodes, though, that I wouldn't want to do it again anytime yeah, I bet, soon. I bet. But it's fucking some awesome. There's some good shit. It. No, no. The, the majority of them are worth it. Yeah. Like, up until about season, the last season, season seven. They're all pretty fucking good. Like, and it just falls off. Gets bad. It gets less good. Yeah, doesn't get bad. It just gets less good in season seven. But there's Travis Tritt hanging out in one of those. Doing Um, (laughs) good. No, he's an actor. He's just acting in the movie. Okay. Um, you got Tim Curry in an episode where he plays like four different characters. Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, that one's that one's called Death of Death of Some Salesman. And it's yeah, a fucking yeah, it's right. a it's a good good. Nice. Uh, it's one of the better episodes, All right. for sure. Um, I think the only thing I've watched as an adult anthology wise yeah. is Twilight Zone. Which oh weird, yeah, uh, original Twilight Zone. I haven't done yeah. the 80s Twilight Zone. Yeah, I haven't done the reboot, but I've done all the originals because they're on Netflix. And oh man, some of those episodes are there's an scary, there's right? an episode with Charles Bronson in, and he's like a soldier. Death Wish, Charles Bronson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets he gets like he ends up on like a he ends up in the future or some mm-hmm. shit somehow and like it's like a post-apocalyptic world and wow. he's just implanted there as like a soldier yeah and i can't for the life of me figure out what the name of it is and every time i search it i can't find it any either yeah. i'm starting to think that i've switched over to a different dimension where that episode yeah, like doesn't exist but it's fucking there yeah it exists so speaking of um anthology films with cool framework I think uh, one of the top examples of that would be Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Chillerama. <laughs> Chillerama. Which, okay, okay, we'll talk about Chillerama. We're, we're going to have a long-form conversation about awesome, Chillerama awesome, if it kills me. Uh, shorts in it, man. You get to see a huge, giant penis. A f- uh, sperm. A, a sperm yeah, cell. Sperm, yeah, no, Wadzilla. Oh, uh, you get uh, the Diary of Anne Diary Yes. Um, yeah, I was a teenage bear. Yes, yes. I got some Joe Lynch. You get a little bit. You get a little bit of defecation mm-hmm. <laughs> before the uh, zombie movie breaks yeah. out, where you're getting the. You get movie references coming at you at sixty miles per hour, mm-hmm. and lots of sex crazed zombies. It's yeah. it's insane. The best that 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 my that is the best framework to me of any anthology I've ever seen because I like the. I like the thought of people sitting at a drive-in watching these movies, and then that whole zombie outbreak thing happens, and then at the very end, there's a twist. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, because I want you to go watch it, 
but it's even more framework. Yeah. And it's fucking great. Uh, well, if you say that's your favorite, <clears throat> it's your favorite. Yeah. But I do implore you to rewatch Stephen King Cat's Eye. Uh, it's three short stories featuring Drew Barrymore. And all of them are told through the perspective of a cat. Yeah. That's watching. Mm-hmm. And there's a framework with the cat going on. It's a little troll that's been tormenting Drew Barrymore. And the final scene of the movie is this troll and this cat having this epic fight. Yeah. It's really, really cool. I've seen that one, but it's been a minute. It's a really good movie. It was on TV all the time. Yeah. The first one's about... Uh, Smoking cigarettes, and it's a James. Yeah, James Woods, Woods James is in that Woods, one. Woods, dude, and like, show me a bad James Woods movie, and I'll give you a, like a hundred dollars. I can't because like even like the serious movies. And I could like, use a hundred dollars. Salvador is a great fucking movie. Like James Wood is an actor, man. He is one of for the sure. Here for sure. Out there. I love him. He just commands the scene anytime he's on. Uh, but yeah. Cat's Eye, Super Young Drew, Drew Barrymore, Stephen King, you, know, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, Stephen King, like, man. Oh, there's some bad Stephen King movies, though. But the ba- even the bad ones are pretty fucking good for yeah, what they are. Uh, the Stand. I haven't seen The Stand. That's the only. That's one of the ones I haven't seen, but... Rough. Um, Red Rose is pretty rough, too, man. I enjoy Red Rose, though, for what it is. Good chore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tommy Knockers is fun. I haven't watched it yet um, either, but I got it. And the Needful Things is not that great either. You haven't watched it's that one either. Pretty boring. Um, <laughs> but I've seen pretty much every Stephen King movie. I've seen a lot of them, but I haven't seen every one of them. Um, anthologies, man. Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal, Very yeah. Animated. Fuck yeah. Uh, you get some, some wild stuff in that movie. A lot of, a lot of animated titties in that movie. The movie is twacked out, man. came out in the year. 81, so that came out like the year before Creepshow. Pretty be, uh, pretty ahead of its time, honestly, for yeah. an animated adult movie. Well, in the same time, too, that uh, that nasty animation you've got, God, what's the name? The guy made Fritz the Cat, dude, because he was doing yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. If I'm not mistaken, he might be involved in this movie. Dude, I've got the cast list pulled up right here. John Candy's in that dude, fucking movie. Yeah, Eugene Levy. Yeah. Harold, Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, Richard Romanis. Dude. It's John fucking Reddit. insane. You got a bunch of people in there. That thing is almost shy of like an NC-17 rating too as well. It's, uh, if any of you out there are drug heads, that's a great one. <laughs> that's a, pretty much, I think. That it's a good movie to watch where you're tripping on acid, yeah, I man. I think that's what that movie's aimed for. It's for uh, the spaced out people because it's not a movie you're going to put on and Oh, that's, this is a good piece of cinema. <laughs> this, I, I, I watched it, like and I, enjo- I watched it. I enjoyed the anime sti- the animation style and the fact that it was, like, sexy and, sci-fi. you know, sci-fi. And, but, yeah, like you said, it was kind of... I just kind of watched it, and then, like, I started doing stuff. Oh, yeah, and I could still follow... Like, I still followed the, the plot line but of everything pretty good. If you're out there vegged out of your mind, <laughs> you can't oh, yeah. off the TV, that's it's blowing. It's super rewarding. Uh... Would we consider Fantasia an anthology movie? For sure. It's definitely different stories. That, I've always toted that as my favorite For sure. Uh, the opening of that movie, though, I don't know if you remember Fantasia very well, the first scene of it is just colors 
being propelled by yeah. musical notes. It's I that's haven't seen that movie since I was probably wild. six or seven. It's so. so good, man. You don't even get dialogue in it until like thirty something minutes into the movie. So we're getting Mickey Sorcerer's Apprentice and yeah. chit chat. Hell yeah. yeah! Yeah, I think that is. I'm definitely considering that. Not yeah, definitely. That's gonna be in my top ten. That's my favorite Disney movie. Everybody was like, "Oh, do you like Beauty and the Beast, Tarzan?" Like, yeah, no, Fantasia. Man, that's my movie. No, my favorite awesome. Disney. My favorite Disney movie is fucking Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I See, love that a, movie. Uh, who's doing the Robin Hood remake right now? It's somebody freaking whole, uh, awesome. That I remember getting really excited. There's another Robin Hood remake yes, coming out. Somebody is. Because they just did like an action version yeah. with Jamie Foxx and shit in it. It's insane. Oh, spe- okay, there's a, okay, so scary movies, scary stories to tell in the dark. Well, did you consider it anthology? Cause it's- no, no, it's not an anthology yeah, movie, but that's the thing, though. Like, I thought it would be, I assumed that it would be an anthology movie. Yeah. But then I found out that it's not an anthology ah. movie. Disney is remaking Robin Hood. They're okay. A live action CGI Robin Hood. Oh, sick. Yes, yes. So it's going to be the, yeah. the Fox and... Uh, it's going to be like just the... Nice. Movies doing. They're doing a huge... Nice. I actually Robin might watch that with one. an actual you know, CGI yeah. Fox. You know, I might actually watch that I'm one. I'm excited for it. You know, and I run the... We show the family-friendly movies yeah. at the theater, so I'll be showing it, dude. I'm excited. For sure. I will be watching that with you at the theater. Oh, for sure. Dude, speaking of kids' movies, are there any children anthology movies? I'm sure there are. I can't think of any right now off the top let's of my brain. A, let's give that a quick... Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, anthology movie for kids. I don't know. I'm sure that it exists, though. Uh, another anthology that I really like, though, is Tales from the Hood. Yeah, it's been way too long since I've Bro, Tales from the Hood is so good. It's one of the things, like, I really, t- I talked about it a lot during Black History Month because, like, I think it is a seminal black horror movie, and it just kind of set forth that whole, like, it broke ground for 90s black horror, yeah. in my opinion, and it's not only one of the best black horror movies, but I think it, it, it holds up with some of the best black, uh, horror movies in general. Isn't the sequel supposed to be pretty terrible? Okay, so yeah. Okay, so for kids. nobody, everybody shitting on the sequel. I don't think it's that bad. I just don't think it lived up to the hype of yeah. the first one. So you kind of like. Well, there's so many years between them as well. Yeah, and a bigger budget too for the first one. So you take a movie that's like, you know, on a smaller scale, and you compare it to this big budget movie with big stars in it. David Allen Greer was in the original and all this other stuff. It's just, it's unfair to compare it to you. Cause on one hand you got a horror classic mm-hmm. and on the other hand you got this new low budget movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for what it is, I think it's watchable. Yeah. Is there a it's Snoop entertainment. Dogg too? Have you seen that? Yeah. Snoop Dogg's hood of horror. horror, horror yeah. yeah. I've seen it, but it's been a really long time and I don't really remember a lot I'm about it. it. You know, uh, earlier I said the granddaddy of, the horror anthology would be yeah. a show. Uh, Trilogy of Terror did actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. Five years before. Yeah, the yeah. That one's um, wild. Well, that one features Karen Black as yeah. the act- main actress in each short film. Yeah. three of them. And um, looks like it's written and directed by the same person each time. It's still three separate stories. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she's terrorized by that Zoomie doll. Yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. 
was Karen Black went on to be in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, correct? Or was she in The Devil's Rejects? She was the mom in she one was, of them. She was, the she the was Mother Firefly, Firefly in the original in, uh, in House of a Thousand Corpses. And then she didn't go back to the She movie. died before, she, I think she died before uh, Rejects came out. Cancer in 2013. Yeah, well, so okay, that was after Rejects yeah. then, because that came out in, like, what, 2009? No, before that, because uh, the Halloween sequels come out in nine. This woman has a damn filmography, bro. For sure, yeah. She's like, she's one of those like, she was an exploitation movie queen, dude. Damn. She was up there with uh, with Pam Greer in the exploitation movie scene, for sure. Bro, since 1960, Karen Black was. She's a Francis Ford Coppola. Man. Dude, I think that um, I think Chris Bickle, the guy who did. The Theta Girl and is currently working on Bad Girls. Yeah. I think he got to meet Karen, uh, Karen Black at a convention. Yeah. Well, she was in Family Plot, Alfred Hitchcock film. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, I I feel like I need to watch more Hitchcock because I've I've seen so little of his movies, but yeah. That ten movie set. Earlier, but I just right? yeah. I love his style so much. Any of those? They're all like super super obscure Hitchcock films. Yeah, The Lady Vanishes, Murder. Yeah, I've never good seen shit, man. any of them. <laughs> but I've never... Uh, like Rear Window, I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, st- I still haven't seen Rear Window. I've so seen Birds, I've seen so uh, Psycho, of course. And I've watched a lot of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah, yeah. And... Have you seen the movie Hitchcock? Where, uh, no, Philip played... Seymour Hoffman plays him. Yeah, uh, is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? Is it? Him? I think it's Anthony Hopkins. Might be. It's Anthony Hopkins. I'm thinking about Capote. You know what? Yeah, Capote. Yeah. And that's not even related at all. Yeah, the Hitchcock movie where Anthony Hopkins I'm fucking plays. out of my mind, dude. <laughs> plays Hitchcock, dude. It is such a good movie. Definitely watch that. For sure. I'll have to check it out. It's so I love Anthony fun. Hopkins. You look up Hitchcock movie and it's just like, <laughs> what are you trying to find? We got a thousand. <laughs> Do you, have you ever listened to his uh, the record, The Mur- Music to Be Murdered By? Uh, I've heard of it, and I've never actually listened. Yo, to it. it's got some slaps on it, man. Like as far as like, <laughs> it's got some slaps. yeah, it's like it's all like movies. It's like all like score music, like yeah. like uh, composer type shit. Yeah, but like it's good. It's okay, good yeah. shit. And it's uh, got him talking and introducing each nice. song. Check that out. Yeah. So Hitchcock stars uh, Anthony Hopkins and Helen Mirren. Oh, nice. And, yeah, it, it's really good. It's takes Tight. place during the making of Psycho. All right. Yeah. 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 And uh, it says it's a controversial horror film that became one of the most acclaimed and influential works in the filmmaker's career, referring to Psycho. Dope. Referring to Psycho. Because I guess that would be Hitchcock's. That's his, yeah, that's his opus. His, yeah, his yeah. opus would be Psycho, I'm sure. Did, uh, you know, he had the TV show, the anthology series. Yeah, yeah, well. Alfred Hitchcock know, Presents. Have ever did an anthology film? Himself. No, I don't think so. Um... That Tales from the Crypt, the original Tales from the Crypt yeah, movie, yeah. is like from 74, I think. Okay. So it might be the first horror anthology. Well, there, when I looked that up, there were some like anthologies from like the 30s. Or yeah, yeah. Like some things we, we never see. Those are mostly Tales like... Tales from the Crypt, 1972 British horror film. Yeah, like that's anthology it. Anthology film consisting of five, yeah. Yeah, based on the stories from the comics. And, and it's got five that strangers find the crypt keeper and he mm-hmm. makes each person relive the manner of their death. He says it's not good. No, it's awesome. The the Santa Claus segment is the best one on there though. It's kind of like 
it's kind of uh, just okay for the it's rest of the segments, game. but the very first one is very fucking good. Okay. But yeah, the rest of the segments are fine. They're okay. But like that that one just kills it so good that it's just like, how could you follow that? They should put that one on last. Now, these are all from actual issues. Uh, yeah. Comic as well. That's cool. Yeah, everything Tales from the Crypt did, I, uh, aside from possibly the Demonite and Bordello Blood movies, were based on comics. Which the Bordello Blood and Demonite could be also based on actual comics too, but I don't 100% know, so I don't want to say that for sure. So does the Crypt Keeper <clears throat> in this movie look like the Crypt Keeper in the... No, not at all. He's just a human? No. I don't remember what he looks like, but he doesn't look like the the modern Crypt Keeper. That, what what we think about? That's no fun. The John Kisser uh, <laughs> Crypt Keeper. Yeah. The terrifying guy. Good guy. Man, I love that dude, man. He's so funny. He'll ever reboot that. Well, uh, the last I heard, M. Night Shyamalan was trying to do it, and TNT had bought it, and then, like, yeah. it kind of got uh, kaput. TNT even trying to do anything like that? Who knows, it was man. HBO show, HBO. Yeah, it, it definitely be, should be something like that. Mm-hmm. HBO, Showtime, something where you can get away with yeah. doing what you want to do. But is he, the, you got to even think who wants to do a horror anthology yeah. series anymore. Like, Creepshow is probably the only one going on mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah. As far as the TV show goes, well, no, that's not that's a lie though, because there is, um, there is the the Canadian show Slasher. Okay, it's an anthology, but it's season to season, not yeah. episode to episode. Uh-huh. Um, the first well, season. That, well, then we would consider like American Horror Story. Then. Yeah, yeah, there an, it's an anthology right. as well, but I'm it's a serial about, anthology, so it goes like, from season to season. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt, mm-hmm. where we have our. Well, there's the new Twilight Zone. Out. Jordan, Jordan Beals, Beals, yeah. yeah. I heard it was awful. And I haven't watched any of it yet. CBS All Access. It's only available. No, on see, that. dude. Anytime I hear something is bad, I just automatically, I just automatically, out, right? no, not, no, I don't want to check it out. I just automatically think that person doesn't get it. Right, right. So, like, I try to watch it through my perspective yeah. of, of being like, I'm a relatively open-minded film watcher or or TV watcher. Any kind of, I'll give anything a shot. I watched Mamma Mia during my musical march, for fuck's yeah. sake. And it wasn't for me, but I can see the appeal of it. I Mama understand Mia. that it has its audience. Which is what I think the Twilight but Zone thing is. the Twilight Zone hardheads, the people that are, like, yeah. obsessed with, like, people want it to be, people want it to be Rod Sterling. And it's behind a paywall. But it's not. It is behind a paywall. You know what I mean? Yeah. To to CBS, I, I feel like that's a lot of, that's a lot of the downfall for some of the stuff that they're putting on these streaming sites. Mm-hmm. Is that people just don't want to pay? Yeah, people are never going to get to see it. Yeah, behind a paywall, which is really cool. I guess <clears> the AMC, which you said owns Shutter, is yeah, yeah. showing the Creepshow anthology series mm-hmm. on AMC, the actual channel. So that's really cool. Yeah, people a chance to see that. You know, maybe entice them to get a Shutter subscription. Uh, unrelated to anthologies, have you watched Horror Noir yet? On on Shutter. Yeah, no, no not Black Exploitation, Black Horror. Black specifically okay. yeah, no, yeah. I got a chance to watch it check it out man it's cool. a lot of it's it's really interesting really interesting nice i think i did put it on my list I'm yeah yeah out, so. but i did dig out a stack of vhs to watch so i gotta, I'm gonna push through dude I, d- I dug out all my dvds that i own that i haven't watched yet yeah. and i've watched gotcha. four i've watched four of them so far yeah. <laughs> out of like <laughs> and some of them are like five and six packs yeah. and like some of them have like 10 movies in it like 
the whole Puppet Master series. Oh, yeah, and it has, does it have Killjoy with it, too? No, no. I have one that has all the Puppet Master and then the first three Killjoy movies as well. No, the only one I have, I think the only one I have is, it's, the one I have is just all the Puppet Master movies. But I think Full Moon is notorious for that. Dude. Yeah. It just released so many box sets of everything. There's like mm-hmm. a Puppet Master Doll Man box set. There's a Doll yeah. Man box set. A Killjoy box set. This one says it's like a Midnight Horror collection. Puppet Master box set. There's a Ginger Dead Man and Evil Bong box set. Evil Bong box set. Like, oh, oh dude. Moon, stop. Charles Band. That Ginger oh, Dead man. man box set is tight, though. All of them are. I want all of it. <laughs> that, um... I can't own all of it, but I, I gotta tell you... Okay, I gotta tell you a story. Um, so this dude, um... I used to do some illicit things for extra money. I'm not gonna get into it here for uh, legal purposes. But this dude I used to deal with during that period of time um, was a fucking ass. He used to cover his nipples with peanut butter. He was an actual shithead. That's not illicit. That's that's explicit. Um, He was a complete and total shithead. And I was like trying to sell some. I was trying to sell some movies that I had laying around at the time. And he was like, well, let me check them out. Let me look at them and let me watch a couple. And if I want them, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll do like a trade. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I, okay, I, I see this guy weekly. You know what I mean? So it'll be okay. I'll let him check it out. I, I kind of felt bad for him because he was down on his luck a little bit. But, you know, nothing in that box was, t- was particularly valuable to me or something that I wanted to keep. So because I was obviously going to sell them. Yeah. But he started fucking me around, man. And I was like, look, dude, I want my fucking movies back so I can sell them. And he was like, bro, just let me catch them, keep them so I can keep, I want to finish watching them. I want to watch them all, dude. I just want to borrow them, dude. I'll give them back to you when I get done watching them. I was like, at least give me the Ginger Dead Man trilogy back. (laughs) Because I had decided I wanted to keep that one all of a sudden. (laughs) I need my Gary Busey fix. And uh, he did end up giving me that back, but I lost the rest of them to him because I had to cut. I had to cut ties to that guy because he yeah. was just he was a, he ended up running up a super stupid tab, and uh, people were talking about he was telling the cops on people and stuff. So I just cut him completely off. Uh, it was a wild situation. It's the wild west back in those days, man. I'm glad I'm out of that shit. I'm glad I'm in, I'm a legitimate businessman now. Uh, yeah, I don't just watch movies now. The most illegal thing I do is download sound clips to put on this uh, podcast. <laughs> nice. nice. I do not break the law. I'm um, a good law-abiding citizen. That's me. I break some minor traffic laws every now and then too. I might forget to signal every now. If you're uh, an American citizen and you don't break at least one law a day, what the fuck are you doing with your life? In my opinion, if a law exists that you don't think is just, then you have the right to break that law. No, I no because you just enabled a whole lot of bad shit that I do not want happening out there. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about like murder. <laughs> that falls under the context. Everybody, mur- there's 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 shades of gray though. You know what I mean? Murder is black. Fifty shades of gray. Murder is definitely bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, petty theft from a store. Like if you like steal something no, from Walmart. No, we are not endorsing. Petty theft on the show. Petty petty theft from <laughs> Dude, big chain stores is okay. It's not a good look. It develops bad habits. All I'm saying is if you grab an energy drink when you walk in <laughs> and you drink it while you're shopping. <laughs> 
No. Not Ryan. not technically Bad stealing. You didn't leave Bad with it. Ryan, kids, do not heed this man's advice. He is I mean, you in trouble. You're homeless. You're looking for some food. Okay, if you're homeless, do it the fuck ever. Go grab care. a donut off of that shelf care. and then eat it while you're shopping, while you're walking around. <laughs> Feed yourself. Yeah, I mean. Okay, do whatever you got. I'm do. not talking about just going out and stealing cuz. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference. Like, I'm not talking about just, oh, I'm bored. Let's go shoplift at Walmart. I'm talking about, like, you need to steal. Oh, okay. well, that's different. You know what I mean? Like, it's robbing from the rich and giving to the poor that's is what different. I'm talking about. But if you're in that situation, like, go to a homeless shelter or something. Get fed. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into the, the the politics of homeless shelters and all this shit. Because I could go well, on. Politics, that's a whole. moralistic or not to go That's a whole other podcast. That's my conspiracy theory hey, podcast. Martell's movie madness, man. We talk about it all on here, buddy. Um, have we talked about just about any anthology we can think of right now? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, Is that why we're so, on this subject? <laughs> Here's some anthology movies that I personally recommend: ABCs of Death, VHS, Trick or Treat, and Heavy Metal. I Hell think yeah. those are all worthwhile anthologies that you should definitely check out. They're unique. They're cool. You'll see some stuff you've never seen before. Uh, basically, anything we've mentioned on this episode, choice. For sure. Choice cut. Go and I'm going to add to that before we, we uh, wrap it up here. I'm going to add the Tales from the Dark Side movie that we talked about earlier. So fun. We watched X- it today. XX, named thus after the double X chromosome of the female. Mm-hmm. Cagney didn't, didn't care for it. Cagney didn't care for it, but I love it. I think it's a really fun. Three bags of popcorn uh, and a little makeup bag because it's especially the birthday party, the birthday party. That one's fucking awesome. And don't fall. Um, what else? I brought something else today, didn't I? Uh, Tales from the Dark Side XX and I think I brought Creep Show too. Creep Show too, yeah. Yeah, we already talked about Creep Show too. Um, of course, of course, Tales from the Hood. I gotta, I can't mention, I can't talk about that one enough because of how important I feel like it is. To the culture. You know what I mean? Black people need an army. That's a terrible, terrible stereotype. It has that really good segment with the the dolls and the racist uh, politician, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So fucking good. Right. So good. That movie is seminal. It's a Spike Lee joint, yeah. and I love it. Spike Lee's great. Love it all the way. We talked about two Tell. Spike Lee movies today. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's what we got here for an- for our anthology episode. Be on the lookout for that top ten anthology yeah. countdown that's going to be on Patreon, over at Patreon.com/slash Martell's Movie Madness. <laughs> got to capitalize that first M to get on there. I mean, joining for six bucks gets you all the bonus episodes, early access to the regular episodes, ad free. That's always a good thing because mm-hmm. people don't like ads for some reason. I like ads because they give me money. <laughs> yeah. But some people don't like ads. It's like, whatever. But um, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Martell's Movie Madness and on Twitter at Movie Madness 69. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Martell the God and on Instagram at Trailer Trash God. Cagney, tell the folks where they can find you. I'm Cagney Larkin. You can finally, you can finally, you find can finally me. find it. <laughs> you can usually find me at home watching dope movies but you can find me on facebook at cagney larkin uh instagram at cagney likes this and uh i guess we'll leave you with the anthology movies are always a great time man do you uh you get it on you get a mixed bag of entertainment you don't gotta commit 
to one singular story. If you don't like what you're watching, just wait about 10 minutes. It'll be over. <laughs> Hell yeah. The next one. Hell yeah. Uh, I think next week we're going to talk about some uh, local and regional films. Yeah. So keep a lookout for that. It's coming up. And we'll talk about local, regional, and whatever the, else, whatever the hell else we get led to. <laughs> yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Now let's watch some fucking movies. <laughs> Love happy endings. Well, it looks like Ha ha ha!